dead and lovely YouTube watchers and podcast listeners to another incredible mini-sode of Dead and Lovely. Here with the hostess the most, it's me, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And today we're going to be talking about the brand new 2018 Su Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which we just saw the other day. And Directed by Phil Collins. Yeah, by Phil Collins. Soundtrack mm-hmm. by Phil Collins. Right. Everything by Phil Collins. Starring Phil Collins. Yeah, I yeah. fell asleep. That's how <laughs> Phil Collins it was. I was so good, bored, though. I that might as well good. be listening to Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> so, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new Suspiria, which we just saw the mm-hmm. other day. Just came out recently. Yeah. And, you know, usually on the podcast itself, we do these super long, in-depth reviews of stuff. Right. These mini-sodes. This is just like, we just saw it hot off the presses. We want to give you... What we have to say after seeing it just once. Yeah. We didn't didn't get to see it several times like we normally do with the podcast. Yeah. Didn't do as deep a dive into the research. We're really just giving you our thoughts after seeing the movie. Straight off the cuff. Yep. Straight off the cuff. And uh, I definitely would like to see this movie again for sure. I yeah. feel like there's a lot going on in it that I'm sure that I missed. There's definitely a lot going on. A yeah. lot of symbology yeah a whole lot of symbology <laughs> symbolism uh-huh <laughs> but i'm gonna tell you guys this is gonna be a spoilerific review we're gonna be spoiling a bunch of stuff so if you haven't seen the movie don't watch this yeah because uh, we're gonna be talking about a lot of the important cool secret stuff that they reveal later on in the movie but i yeah. would say you know if you just want to know should i see it or not yeah you should you see should it. see it you should definitely, definitely see it. go out watch it See it as soon as you can. Pay for it with dollar papers. Yeah, if you like horror movies, uh, if you like, well, I mean, we'll get into what this is. What what is this even, yeah. If you like horror movies, if you like the original, I don't think you'll be disappointed by this at all. Yeah, but also at the same time, temper your expectations, because if you're going in expecting to see the original, it's it's not a remake at all. No, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so definitely don't go in holding that person as sacred ground that must not be retread or touched upon or expanded upon, because this is definitely only very loosely based Mm -hmm. on the original. The the thing that kind of hit me after I watched it, is this movie is to the old one what Heath Ledger's Joker was to Jack Nicholson's Joker. Right, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They, but they both deserve to exist. Yeah, exactly. And, and both are great. Yeah, and neither would make sense in the other's universe no. and stuff. It's kind of hard to say better or worse when they are just... No, they're just both great. So different. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into the review and spoilers and stuff, let's just kind of give them some, some brief recap on our thoughts on the original. Right. By Dario Argento. He make yep. it the pizza. He make, he it make a pizza. us a movie. He make it a movie. And he make a, one of my favorite movies. Yes. Yeah, I love the original. Mm-hmm. I love the original so much. And... It is a uh, it is a strange and surreal and it, it's like it's a weird. fever dream mm. of a movie. It is, and it's uh, it's very visual, very colorful, very oh, yeah. focused on perspective and and uh, just kind of maybe pleasing your eye while also confusing it. Oh, absolutely so. Yeah, yeah it's definitely more heavy on style than substance. Mm-hmm. Which is some people's complaint about it, but sure, I'm yeah. okay with that. Give me some pretty lights and a cool soundtrack by Goblin. <laughs> yeah, a soundtrack I'm by Goblin covers oh, a dude. lot. It'll really make like you could put uh, that Goblin soundtrack on Final Destination, and I'd say that's a two. Yeah, instead, <laughs> instead of, of a one. zero, no, or instead a one. of zero, <laughs> it double it doubles its score. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah, the original. 
and, and I'll say this too. I do adore it. I love the original movie so much, but let's be honest. It's silly. It is silly. It's got some real silliness in there. A lot of uh, bad dubbing. A lot um, of very bad dubbing. A lot of silly yeah. lines, like people who have S names are <laughs> snakes. snakes. And that upset a yeah. grown adult. Yeah, a, a grown yeah. adult. Yeah, you yeah. got you got the big ogreish guy with his cool new teeth. Uh huh. It's like one, come yeah. on. It's like there's there's a lot of silly stuff. And then even too like, what is up with that scene later on in the movie where a bat flies into room and she has to like crush it with a. That's a like, r- yeah. Why it has no connection with any of the other stuff that's going on. It's just. Oh, also, while all this other creepy stuff was going There's on, a bat. a bat flew in her room. <laughs> Isn't that unfortunate? So that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so I would say that both of us really, really, really love the original. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorites. I it's love great. the original it's one. absolutely a classic, must be seen by all horror yeah. fans. But be be honest. Yeah. It's not... It's not perfect. No, it's weird. It's weird. In yeah, a lot it's of ways. very strange. So <laughs> it's very odd. It's one of those that, to me, is very, very important and historic in the canon of of horror movies. Mm. But at the same time, it's not so sacred that you can't revisit it and no. expand on it. No, it's you know? definitely. It, it was. It was ready for a reimagining. A reimagining. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And if you want to hear all of our thoughts on that, be sure to listen to. Dead and Lovely episode nine, I believe yeah, it is. That We're, was real early. That was really we were early. So in young back then, we didn't know a thing. Don't be surprised to hear our voices cracking. Well, it's because we were going through puberty. Now. Yeah, yeah. I was, I I was thirty three, I think. I believe at one point during that Suspiria episode was when I discovered that I like girls. No kidding. I was like, hey, maybe they're not so bad. Maybe, maybe they don't co- have cooties. Maybe cooties are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so Steve, first impression after seeing this flick the other night, how did you feel as soon as it was done with? Um, well, the ending of the movie, I felt great. Yeah. After the epilogue, I felt confused as to why there was an epilogue. That epilogue is yeah. really terrible. Yeah, but it's the really terrible. ending of the movie... I thought, man. Yeah, with this the, is a huge ceremony scene. And this stuff. was seriously one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. And yeah. 2018 has been full of those type of movies. Mm-hmm. So um, it made a real good impression on me. And then that epilogue kind of comes in and undercuts a lot of it. It I does. Think. It really, really does. I wish they would cut that. But beyond that, man, that ending is so good. It is crazy nuts. Uh-huh. Crazy How did nuts. you feel about it, man? I don't think I have ever flip-flopped more about a movie <laughs> than I have this one. Okay. Where as soon as it was done, like I said, especially after that epilogue and stuff, I was like, ah, maybe I didn't like this. Yeah. And then that's we, how bad the epilogue is. It's really that bad. It makes you think, maybe I didn't like this movie. <laughs> and then even, too, even with the ending with that whole crazy ritual scene, there were some things that I wasn't quite sure about oh i loved it I loved oh it was it was so amazing yeah. but it was one of those that after we kind of sat and talked about it, and i was like oh that's what was going on yeah. there. then i liked it more uh-huh. so as we went to uh went to a brewery and had a couple of beers and talked mm-hmm. about the movie and stuff i started up to like, like it more yeah and then i woke up the next day and i was like man there's a lot of stuff that could have been cut from that movie and i didn't it's feel good long. about it but i don't know like right now i don't know where i am with this because uh-huh. there's definitely things about it that I loved that were beautiful and nightmarish and also yeah. just some really great character stuff and a lot of great stuff about women. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, there's there's a lot of elements of this movie that I think could get nuked and it wouldn't yeah. change a damn thing. 
Uh, speaking of women, this movie uh, is not about female empowerment. It is female empowerment. Yeah, I've not seen this much girl power since the Spice World movie. I think. Maybe been a little. <laughs> there's some things in between that maybe showed some girl okay, power. F- Fury but mostly, Road. Fury Road, maybe. Mostly Spice Girls, yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, predominantly all women on screen all yeah, the time. Yeah, the male roles are entirely superfluous. Yeah, really to the movie. It really, it really does flip on its head the, uh, not exactly current but recent dynamic, uh, and and the historical dynamic sure. of all men with a couple women. Yeah, yeah showing yeah. up every once in a while. Really flips that on its head. Sure. Gives us all women with a couple men who, the couple men, aside from the psychiatrist, you have the the cops that really don't do much. Oh yeah, and, and are that pretty are much very emasculated. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's very much a super female heavy movie, yeah. and, and we've got a couple of great actresses kind of at the heart of that. Tons of tons of good acting in this, but definitely Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton uh, yeah. at the center of everything are great like they're so their dynamic is uh, amazing it's obvious that dakota johnson is playing susie susie i keep wanting to say sarah but sarah is the other girl yeah yeah, yeah. that's mia goth in this uh so dakota johnson plays susie and there is like this reverence that she automatically has for uh tilda swinton madame blanc blanc yeah yeah, yeah there's very much like this teacher pupil yeah Kind of relationship, and she was also Blanc was like a dancer that right. Banyan like a- idolized. And uh, stuff. She, she yeah. saw her like th- perform this dance that yeah. they're performing at the school now, uh-huh. like three times in New York City. Right, she's obsessed with it, and she's uh, she says she's watched the video of it ten times, and that she knows all the moves and everything. And she, uh, Madame Blanc is is really impressed by her, and sort of immediately takes her under her wing. Yeah, now. There's a reason for that. Right. That is uh, definitely not something that you would think Dakota Johnson's character, Susie, would want. Sure. But turns out She's she wants exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Which this this is where it's so much different than the original Suspiria. Yeah. Original Susie who is asleep most of the movie. Yeah, she's not done uh-huh. most of the flick. Finds out that uh, her dance academy is a coven of witches. Yeah. And then catches the academy on fire and leaves. Yeah, exactly. The, Kills a head witch, burns it down. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's that. But um, here, Susie has been driven her whole life to go to Berlin and to become a dancer. Yeah. She's just wanted that forever. She didn't know exactly why. Right. But once she gets there, it all starts becoming clearer to her. And she is on board. Oh, yeah. Like, there is no moment where she hesitates to lean into what basically uh, the the plot of this movie is someone needs to become a vessel of Mother Suspirium. Yeah. And she is all for it. Yeah. She wants it bad. And, and you're right. All throughout the whole movie, whenever... Even her fellow like pupils and stuff are talking about like I don't know I think there's witchery afoot. Mm-hmm. She's never like oh my gosh no. I should leave maybe I should not be She's, here. She does not care. She's pretty well on board with <laughs> all of it, which is definitely a, a stark contrast to the original Susie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a pretty big jump. It's pretty like big jump. if you were watching The House of the Devil 
and the oh right, and she w- like found out yeah what was going on, and she's like, yeah, good, cool, metal, dude, awesome, sweet. <laughs> so you just tie me up here, great, <laughs> sacrifice me to the devil, cool, so, all right, awesome. <laughs> like she really, she's all for it, and at the end, like. You know, uh, we find out that Elena Marcos is not Mother Suspirium. Right. She's an impostor. She's an imposter, and she's been using, you know, witchery to prolong her life. And now yeah. she is trying to enter Susie to use her as like her new new body vessel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what happens is that Susie, first off, already knows that Elena Marcos isn't. Yeah, Mother's the real Superior. deal. Yeah, uh, and she just goes along with it because she knows the ritual will work, right? And really, Mother's Superior will actually show up, and she does, and yeah. she is death basically, just this large black. Looks uh, awesome. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Just almost a void, like she's yeah, yeah. completely a in black. Yeah, like a wraith, and she has these. Those sort of Babadook hands. Yeah, she does. Yeah, And she just basically points at people and their heads explode. Your head explodes. (laughs) That, like, (laughs) there is no more badass ending than that Red Room ending. It is fucking insane. She just, like, uh, Lady Suspirium, like, earlier in the movie, they have a vote on who's going to be the head of the dance Yeah. uh, Is it Madame Blanc or Madame Blanc or uh, Madame Marcos. Yeah. And... Uh, Madame Marcus wins by like three votes. Like whenever Mother Suspirium comes out, she kills every single person who voted for Marcos. For Marcos. Yeah, dude. It's cleans insane. house. She cleans house. Uh, man, like there's no way to describe that scene. No. Like uh, in 30 minutes, I could sit here <laughs> and describe everything that happens in that final scene and still not get to like all of the insanity like there's no three girls standing in the middle that are basically dead yeah Mia yeah Goss like zombie guts girls. are out yeah she gets eviscerated and stuff yeah and she's still standing there just yeah blank expression on her face uh, uh, there's the girls doing the crazy dance with like oh my god flopping on the ground and stuff it's amazing and the, it's uh, like so chloe intense. moretz applause to her for being willing to go completely disgusting like her body is basically rotting yeah she's like a living corpse or uh-huh. something it's, oh, it's amazing I, it, I that ending is just it's insane, insane. Yeah. it's absolutely nuts but at the same time as like horrific and twisted and warped as that ending is it's also shot beautifully just oh, like yeah. everything else in the Gorgeous. movie the cinematography in this thing is yeah. insane luca guadagnino uh of call me by your name fame yeah uh did a great job of doing some things where he kind of duplicates a little bit of Argento, mm-hmm. but makes it his own. Yeah, very does much. Does something so. different than what Argento would do with it. Yeah, but he does. He does, you know, visually call back to the original. And in, yeah. in the final scene, for instance, uh, it's all red. All yeah, the yeah, white yeah. is red, right. which is something that you know, if you've seen the original Spirit, you remember. That, that red light being there basically anytime the witches are yeah, afoot. Yeah, like when they're sleeping in the gymnasium and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, the original had such a striking visual style to it mm-hmm. with all the super crazy, like, what the fuck light source is this yeah. green light coming from? <laughs> yeah, where, where would all that green light come yeah, from? Yeah, or like pink and blue. Is the like moon all green stuff. in yeah, Germany? I don't understand. <laughs> 
But the original had such a striking visual style and it was extremely colorful. And this is very different from that. A lot of the movie is very drab, very mm-hmm. gloomy, very wintry, mm-hmm. you know? But like you said, it does play with color at certain times. There's a part where Madame Blanc is like transmitting her dreams and stuff to oh, Susie. Yeah. And it's got this crazy like kind of pinkish purplish light on her face and stuff. Uh-huh. I think it makes the the use of color throughout the movie a little bit more interesting because you're not just constantly saturated by it the whole yeah. time, you know, like with the dream scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, those dream scenes are they're strange. great. Like they're so weird. Like just like a dream, just flashes of images. Yeah, and, yeah. There's so many things that happen in them. I again because you know we've only seen it once. I would love to just look at each shot yeah, that too. they show in those dreams to see what is going on. Yeah, I think it would probably give us a lot of information yeah. about Susie and her origins and stuff too. Yeah, that's the thing is Susie is the real mystery in this. They right, put the yeah. witch stuff up front. It's on Front Street, yeah. yeah. Like right from the start of the movie. Yeah, we you're know getting that these, they're witches. Yeah, and you're getting like these conversations between all the teachers mm-hmm. talking about doing a ritual and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, in the in the in the original, the witchcraft thing is very much just like this whisper, this rumor right. that's going through a couple students in the school. And this, as the viewers, we know all along. Yeah, yeah, all of them are witches. Absolutely so. Yeah, that and that sort of sets you up to not expect what's happening. Yeah, because you think, oh, yeah. I know this. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, okay, we we know they're all witches, so we just know like Susie's gonna kill them all or whatever. Right. And then uh, Susie turns out to be like the baddest witch of all. Yeah, she turned out to be like, yeah, great. I cool. like that witch we got awesome, and I like too. In this one, we got more of her backstory that she comes uh-huh. from this. She comes from an Amish family, yeah, Amish or Mennonite family yeah. back in like rural Ohio. Uh huh. And she doesn't even want to like talk to talk about her family or anything. Like no. when she gets to the academy, they're like, "Do you need to like call your family or whatever?" She doesn't even say no. They're fine. She just uh. moves on and changes the subject. Yeah. Like she doesn't even want to think about. Yeah, her. when they ask her if she'll need to make arrangements, she's yeah. like, "No, I'm prepared to live in Berlin." Like, yeah, that was it. Like she she came to Berlin, which what we learn about her family we learn in flashbacks, yeah. where you know we see her mom is sick, she has several sisters. She's always dreamed of living in Berlin, basically. Right. Yeah, and um, and we also learned that her mom thinks that she is a sin. Yeah, that she's inflicted on the world. Yeah, she's like she's my stain on the world. She's my like stain this. on the world. Yeah. And so, like, even then, though, even the backstory that should be telling us more about her deepens the mystery right yeah we're not told why she thinks that no there's no explanation at all like why i assume that she must have had an affair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i like i like to think that because she's the only yeah. one with like bright red yeah, hair which is this, extremely prominent in yeah the movie. and the, you know that that uh could be a representation perhaps of her being a a child of the devil mm-hmm. um but i think that this movie is so female centric that uh you know they mentioned earlier in the movie that the three mothers existed before god yeah yeah like and the, the devil too yeah and yeah. so like the existence of this feminine energy and these feminine uh entities that exist in the universe basically eternally yeah yeah um i think that maybe her mom had an affair with mother suspirium yeah and that that 
impregnated her with this child that would become Mother Suspirium's host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, too, that the movie does have such an all, you know, like we said, has an all-female cast. Yeah. And, obviously, dance and stuff is a huge focus of the movie. Oh, yeah, it's a big thing. But at the same time, like... I don't feel like any of the females in this movie are overly sexualized. Oh, not at all. Or like fetishized. Like it's never like sexy dance number. No, and it's amazing. Like the dancing stuff. I don't know anything about dancing. Yeah, I was gonna say, let's talk about the the dancing yeah. element here because yeah. obviously, you know, with the original being set at the ballet academy, there's not really that much. Not at all, really. Dancing. She tries to dance and collapses. Yeah, passes and then out they like put once. her in a bed, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And you never really see him doing any performances or anything no. like this. This one puts a really huge emphasis on on the dance aspect. Yeah, and particularly one performance that yeah. they've been uh, working on for 10 months before Susie gets there. Right, but she's she's a quick learner, that one. She is, and she becomes <laughs> the lead of, of the dance. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I, think I, I think I'm with you. Like, I'm not a... I'm not a dance guy. Yeah. I just don't I don't understand it. I honestly think dancing is stupid. I just think it's silly. That's no, no offense to anybody <laughs> who's devoted their lives to that. I'm just saying no. I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm saying I don't understand it. I don't it. get it. I yeah. don't get it. Like when I see it happening, I'm like, I just like it's it's seriously like the way that Argento focused on visual um, aesthetics. Yeah. This is about kinetics. It's oh, well, about yeah. movement. Sure. It's about performance. And those are things that um they're interesting to me now because of this movie. Sure, yeah. Now yeah. I want to know more about yeah, that. Yeah. I want to understand all the dancing stuff that that was happening. I was impressed by their performance for yeah. sure. Uh, and it definitely seemed to be expressing something. Yeah, yeah. That that was related to the movie, but again, I just don't know enough about dancing to say uh, I know it was good. Yeah. I, I bet if somebody knows a lot about dancing, they'd probably be like, oh, Dakota Johnson's a terrible dancer or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, she I don't, I don't know good from bad. Me. Yeah, that's, that's something that I want to say. I don't know good from bad. So It seemed it good. It seemed cool. But and like, the scenes are really intense and stuff. But yeah. man, they, they spend a lot of time on them dancings. They do. On the rehearsals. and The, the focus on it is intense. Like There's a ton of dancing in this. Yeah, a little bit more than I thought there would be. Yeah. A little bit more than I thought that there would be. And I don't know. I I would like to say that maybe there could be less, that it kind of slowed the movie down at a few points. Maybe a little bit, yeah. There are a few things that kind of slow the movie down for sure. How I think about, yeah. I would have liked a tighter edit. Yeah, let's talk about a few of the other things that I think made the movie drag a little bit. I don't know if I want to say drag, because honestly, I was, no. I was enthralled the whole movie. Yeah, it's not slow. But things that... Maybe worse, but it is two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, it's like an hour longer than the original. Right. You know, how about the storyline of the doctor and his yeah. long lost wife? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't be missing much if that wasn't there. I know. I feel the same way too. Again, maybe there's some great subtext there that I'm just not getting. But we have this yeah. whole story about him being the uh, psychologist that's helping. Chloe Grace Morantz out. Yeah. And he goes he goes to kind of investigate to see if this school really is full of witches and mm-hmm. stuff. But then we're constantly getting his backstory about his wife that he was separated from during the war. During the Holocaust, yeah. Yeah. His wife was sent to a concentration camp. And his guilt about not mm-hmm. helping get her out maybe as much as yeah. he could have and stuff. And don't get me wrong, that's that's very that's very touching and very brutal, but yeah. I don't 
really think it adds anything to this yeah, movie. I'm not sure. I mean, like, I think there's a lot about German politics, obviously, Yeah. that I just don't know. As Americans, yeah, we, would, yeah. we didn't live through it, so... Yeah, but, I, I mean, one of the main storylines that's running throughout that kind of gives us our sense of time and space is the RAF yeah Beta-Meinhof um, thing yeah yeah the, them uh, taking that plane the Lufthansa plane uh, yeah. flight 131 I believe oh dang the, that happens that happened in real history over a period of five days yeah in that 77 be- yeah so that begins uh, we're hearing about that news from the beginning yeah and then the hostage crisis ends uh, like right before the red room right exactly so there there is this connection between them but i'm not sure what it is and i'm just not sure it really benefits the story much at all yeah i'd like to know more i i need to like really get in and dive into that history yeah to say but yeah i'm not sure how much it connects the dance itself volk yeah which uh Tilda Swinton created. She. This is all her. Mm. She talks about it being related to World War II. Okay. About it yeah. Being yeah. related to that time. Right. But again, like, I'm. I'm not. I don't know how that all feeds into the the larger narrative. Yeah. About Mother Suspirium and the dance studio, etc. No, I don't think so either. Um, I. I mean, again, we'll. We'll be doing a full-length episode on this at some point, and sure. I'll definitely research that. Maybe we'll have a whole lot more to say about it, but at this point, it seems like a lot of that could have probably been cut to get this to a two-hour movie. I was also definitely interested by the soundtrack by Tom York from Radiohead. It's interesting, for sure. I think that it's really cool. Yeah, it, it went a completely different way than The Goblin Oh yeah, yeah. It, the, it's the much goblin. more moody and yeah. more uh, subtle, subtle, a lot more subtle, ethereal at times. Almost Definitely. like I felt like it got a bit intrusive in the red room ending. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking it about because there was li- vocals. Yeah, it, it was. Yep. It didn't seem to fit that moment. No, but, I don't think so either. I mean, I, I like Radiohead and I like Tom York, so yeah. uh, I, I really enjoyed what he did with setting a mood right yeah now the the instrumental parts of the soundtrack i thought were amazing but there was a song at the beginning and a song at the end with vocals yeah and that that did it took it took me out of it man because the thing is is like vocals words in a song tell you how you are feeling as Mm -hmm. you listen to the song it tells you if it's a sad song or happy song yeah and you don't want that no absolutely movie where you're especially where you're especially in that intensive a scene and stuff too other than that, though, I liked it. I wouldn't have minded if there was a uh, a nod to the original soundtrack. That would have been cool. If they're just I can't help it. Like, just at some point, if Tom York had gone, which yeah, because <laughs> the original one is one of my favorite horror scores. It's of all time. It's, I love it so. I mean, I can't think of one that beats it. Yeah, it's awesome. Maybe yeah. something by Carpenter. Yeah, or maybe a Carpenter score. Yeah, maybe. What do you think about the special effects and gore and stuff God, in the movie? It looks great. There's a woman gets. Uh, crumpled basically she does she gets turned into a bile or a, a ball of mangled limbs that scene is punishing it is and it, it goes on so long brutal. yeah mm-hmm. that's the thing about a lot of the really excruciating scenes in this they, they take their going. time they the, re- the red room scene they go forever in that uh-huh. scene and it just keeps being more and more punishing you know the one complaint that i did have though like gore wise mm-hmm. i have yet to see any movie horror or otherwise 
where CGI blood looks right. Yeah. Like at the it end where she does. she rips her chest open. Yeah. And there's like blood like oozing and spurting and oh, stuff. There's a, like there's something like squirming and pulsating yeah. in there. It's like a void. It's really she, weird. She has emptied herself to accept Mother Suspirium yeah. into her vessel. Yeah. But all the like blood spurting, yeah. like when Madame Blanc's head gets like, mm-hmm. well, she gets like nearly headless nicked. Yeah. And there's blood spray. CGI blood doesn't look right, y'all. No. It's always like too wet looking somehow or too yeah. shiny or something. Shiny, I would say. It just doesn't look right. So yeah. that is one thing that kind of set me out. CGI blood is not always like a no. the original Suspiria with its very, very <laughs> it its convincing tomato looking blood. suit. I, I think it was more of red paint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the marinara from making the pizza. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like overall, the special effects and, and, you know, their effect on the movie, the goriness of this movie. Oh, it worked. It worked great. It worked very, very mm-hmm. well. Yeah, definitely. So we have to answer one last question, Ben. And it's a question. I don't know if people are talking about it, but is this a horror movie? That's a really good question. I mean, we did just talk about a woman being crumpled into a ball of writhing limbs. Yeah. That sounds like horror. A bunch of heads exploding and stuff. But it's really hard to call this a straight horror movie. Or at the very least, it's pushing the boundaries of horror in a way we've not seen, I don't think. It seems very... Like, I would imagine if you started looking back through horror for similarities what you would find is you're defining a new subgenre of horror i think so yeah because th- this is at most points a dance movie it, not like not like step like bring, up bring it on it's like bring it on of course mm-hmm. Uh, but at most points, it's it's a movie uh, more like Black Swan, I would say. Okay, yeah, that's the yeah. nearest cousin, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's it, Black Swan, because Black Swan is like, is that a horror movie? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it a, is it's psychologically is it? really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Well, the thing about this movie to me is, even a lot of the really you know fucked up scenes mm-hmm. aren't necessarily scary they're no nightmarish to nightmarish me. yes that's the best way i can describe it like it's like a surreal mm-hmm. nightmare yeah. of some kind like that's the only way i can think to describe it yeah so in that way i would say yeah it's horror but it's it's weird horror. It's, it's a different, different kind of horror. It's yeah. very highbrow, very artsy. Yeah, very extremely artsy. artsy. I mean, yeah, there there are references to Jacques Lacan and 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 uh, Carl Jung and oh yeah, tons and tons yeah. of stuff. At one point, uh, the the psychiatrist just says sim- simulacrum. <laughs> I don't know why. Like you do. Yeah, he usually comes up in conversation. He's, he was like talk. He was like writing about. Uh, Chloe Moretz's character's state yeah. of mind, but like, I don't remember what was happening. But then suddenly, on the subtitles, it just said "simulacrum" <laughs> by itself in quotes. Mysterious. That was strange. What did you think of uh, Tilda Swinton playing the Doctor? That was amazing because like I didn't catch it. I kept thinking like, man, his voice sounds a little feminine. Yeah, at times. Uh, but yeah, I didn't catch it until Kate pointed it out, and it was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that's obviously Tilda Swinton." Yeah, she. I mean, she can easily, because uh, you know she's androgynous. She yeah, can, yeah. She's easily, played male roles many times. Yeah, and can easily just sort of play any role. Like yeah. she can sort of mold herself into whatever. Well, she's also 
a fucking incredible actress. She's amazing. One of the yeah. best of all time. She's yeah. amazing, dude. You know, ever since I, I heard the doctor's voice in the first like preview of the mm-hmm. movie where he's like, Mother Suspirium and uh-huh. stuff, I was like, that sounds like a woman. Yeah. Like, not that she didn't do an amazing job and not that the makeup and stuff isn't amazing. No. I you... always knew that was a woman. Okay. And then it was probably... I don't know. I kind of. It wasn't long into this movie that I was like, "That's Tilda Swinton." Yeah, I kind of thought at the end that it was going to be revealed that it was a woman. Yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like the the because that was a that was kind of I mean the twenties in Germany was a huge time for gay, lesbian, bisexual people. Uh Like that was kind of what really yeah that was kind of what the National Socialists were reacting to was the. In a lot of ways, very Trumpian. Yeah. Uh, the freedom that everybody was enjoying so much. Yeah, yeah. Was How pissing off all the other people. Right. Who don't like it when people have fun and enjoy them. Why can't they just be like me? Yeah. Why can't yeah. everybody be like me? Then things will be better for me. <laughs> um. Yeah. But like, so I kind of thought maybe that was it. That they were a lesbian couple and that she was that's pretending to be a man. I thought the same thing, And that's thing, how they dude. got separated. Yeah. But then later he's laying on the altar and he has a penis. Yeah. Has a penis. Okay. So. So it's a dude. Definitely yeah. a dude. It's an interesting choice. And, and and like I said, obviously Tilda strutting those acting chops, mm-hmm. doing a really really good job. I think it's it's interesting to see that the most prominent male role in the movie isn't even played by a guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. But that even harkens back to like there, there's been stuff all over theater where like women have played Peter Pan a million oh, yeah. times and stuff. Yeah, women. You know? Yes, of course. But of I course, men used to play all the roles. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I will say. That simply because I was thinking to myself, that's that's a woman playing that old man, mm-hmm. it was kind of distracting. Okay. I don't think that it made me enjoy the movie more. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that it made it better just to be like, like guess could, what? Played by a woman. Yeah, like, like they could have just gotten an old man to play the role. They could have just gotten so an the, old man, yeah. Uh, that means that there should be some sort of connection. Like... We know that the woman who plays uh, Dakota Johnson's mother, yeah, yeah, also plays Mother Suspiria. The, the oh, big the death thing, yeah, death yeah, death thing, yeah, right. So there's probably some connection there. And Tilda Swinton them. plays Helena Marcos. Helena Marcos, yeah, she's so there's, all over the movie. There, there, there's some connection between these three then mm-hmm. that could probably be teased out if you watch the movie a few times, but. Right now, I'm just like, yeah, they could have just gotten an old guy to play yeah. it. And it yeah, exactly. Have been any different. Again, she did a great job. The makeup was was insane. Yeah, it like looked the really makeup good. was insane. At no point mm-hmm. did it ever like really look no. fake. So I'll give him props for that. I just don't think it really made the movie better. No, I don't think it improved the movie at all. All right, so how do we rate it, Ben? What do you think? You go first. I'm still okay. I'm still flip flopping over here. Okay. Well, um, it's very artsy and. That doesn't go over well with a lot of horror audiences, but it goes yeah. over well with this guy. That guy. I like some artsiness. I like what Luca Guadagnino did with this. Uh, the fear for me was that he was just going to remake Suspiria. Yeah. Oh, that would have been like, the biggest mistake of why? all. Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You don't have to remake it. But yeah, he made something different out of it. He did sure. something all his own and really added a lot and really like piqued my interest in a lot of ways to understand what he's going for with this 
And apparently, there's a final... Uh, we didn't stay for this, yeah. but after the credits, there's a sort of teaser uh, where Dakota Johnson's in a tunnel wearing a cloak, and she reaches for something, kind of manipulates yeah. it, and then sort of looks around to make sure that no one saw her do it. Well, she was reaching for the, the Tesseract. Yeah. Yeah, just off, just off, just off screen. Off She's going to be in the next Loki Avengers. Loki was like, yeah, go take it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like... So it seems to me that he, and he has expressed that he would like to do all of the Argento mother films, which yeah. means Tenebrae, Tenebrae, and Inferno. Um, yeah, yeah. I would be very interested to see his takes on those. Yeah, it, again, I love those movies. It might explain more of what's going on in this. Maybe right. that's what he meant for. Maybe some of this wasn't meant to be completely understood on its own. On its own. Yeah, it's yeah. Meant to be a three part series well if he does them i would definitely be interested to see them yeah so for me this uh it was a great movie love female empowerment yeah love witches love people's heads exploding so <laughs> for me this is way up there i would say it's eight and a half for eight me. and a half for mm-hmm. i can i can dig all that i can dig that and, and i'll tell you i enjoyed the movie I had a good time watching it. Like at no point, again, at no point was I bored. Yeah, the horrific stuff was truly nightmarish and had me glued to my seat. Right. The soundtrack was dope. Mm-hmm. Some really cool acting choices. It's super surreal and artsy. You know, whereas the original is so like dreamlike and stuff. This yeah. is just very like highbrow, artsy. Yeah. Cast was great. I don't know. I just don't know, man. Yeah. Again, that, that side story and stuff just really was yeah. kind of a bummer for me. And I'm like, why? Why did this need to be here? Maybe as I watch it you know, more times after it comes out for home release, maybe I'll start to understand how that fits into the story. Right. But as of right now, I'm like, man alive, you could have just cut all of that stuff out and all of the RAF stuff. Yeah. And it would not have made any damn difference to the story. It seems that way. Definitely that epilogue just could have gone that almost that just that just makes me think that there was like studio pressure to be like okay now give this thing a happy ending. Yeah, now. I do think Why? that maybe a lot of people would have walked away from there if it had just ended after the red room. Yeah, maybe you just show the psychiatrist being led out of the dance studio and, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Um, if that had been there, I think a lot of people would have been like, "What just happened?" Like, yeah, I think so. I think so, so. Yeah, you throw the epilogue in to be like, oh. um... Sweet that guy about a finds out what along. happens to his wife. Yeah. Oh, and I love that his wife was played by Jessica Harper, the original oh, yeah. Susie. The original Susie. That was really she cool. She showed up. Yeah, it was just like, whoa, I was what? like, oh, dang, that's yeah. her. That was pretty cool. But, you know, like I said, I've, I've flip-flopped many times on how I feel about the movie. But You're flipping. I, You're flopping. I, I think that now that we've kind of talked our way through, I think I'm kind of settling down and just understanding that there were things about it that I loved. Yeah. And there were other things about it that I either didn't love or just didn't understand yeah so that means maybe that'll change after watching a few more times Hopefully. so i think as it is right now i'm gonna call this one a i'm gonna go a little bit lower than you i think i'm gonna say a seven okay i think it's a seven it's yeah. a definite it's a definite movie that a horror fan should watch yeah or just even if you're a a very artsy fartsy person yeah artsy fartsy people will like artsy it. fartsy people will probably enjoy Actually, this movie artsy fartsy people will probably be horrified by this movie probably so probably so <laughs> yeah. and fans of dance movies this is definitely the best dance movie yeah since if you Center like Stage. step up 3d take it to the streets 
Oh, Man, you'll love you're this. Loves this period. It's not in 3D. No, but it should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this in 3D, that'd be a 10. It'd be a 10 for sure. Oh, well, I'm definitely interested to see what you guys have to say about it. Be sure to let us know in the comments section below what you thought about this new edition, this reimagining mm-hmm. of Dario Geno's classic Suspiria. Let us know in the comments and in our Facebook group. Where can they find us on the Facebook? At Dead Lovely Pod. Uh, on the, the Twitters and the Instagram Facebook, the group is Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. That it is. And you can always email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel for new videos every single week. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, be sure to rate and review. really makes a big difference to us. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll talk to you guys real soon. You guys have been great. We've been dead and lovely. Bye-bye. Bye.